Amazing. Everyone needs a Mary in their lives. Everybody <laughs> needs a Mary in their lives. One thousand percent. Everybody needs an E in their life too. So, so good. Welcome to This or More, a wild entrepreneurial podcast adventure for bold and brave creatives like you. I'm Tiffany Knapper, your host, holistic business coach, corporate music industry dropout, a seasoned five-time multi-six-figure entrepreneur, yoga instructor, and your go-to gal for heart-to-heart coffee chats. On this show, we're not just here to share stories. We're here to ignite a fire within you and make you realize that the reality you envision is just the tip of the iceberg. You're wildly capable of achieving that reality and so much more. So my friends, grab your cup of inspiration, settle in, and let's dive into another inspiring episode of This or More. Hi, ladies. I am so excited to have y'all on the podcast. Welcome, Mary. Welcome, E. Thank you. Hello. Thank you for having us. I'm very excited. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We're going to get into some fun conversations and stories today and just give everybody a little peek behind the curtain because you two are graduates essentially of Make That Money, Honey. You went through a beta round that I uh, un- uh, rolled out uh, last, let's see, August. I think we just decided August of 2023. So you were in the first iteration of this, and I can't wait to just share some of the incredible stories of what transpired and also catch up on like maybe how things are going since then. But before we dive in, I would love for you both to give a little introduction. Let's tell everybody who you are. I'd love to know where you live. They'd love to, I know where you live. They'd love to know where you live. And then what you do. I'll let you go first, Mary. Okay, I'm Mary Carlisle. I come all the way from Salem, Oregon in the Pacific Northwest. Um, I am a certified online business manager. I uh, founded and own Virtual Busy Bees, and I essentially help creative CEOs with the day-to-day management of their business so that they can operate at that high-level CEO mode that they should be in. Love it. Amazing. Everyone needs a Mary in their lives. Everybody <laughs> needs a Mary in their lives. One thousand percent. Well, my name is Eugenia. You can call me E because pronouncing my name is a challenge. I'm originally from Venezuela. I live in Miami, Florida. I'm a marketing strategist and coach. And actually, this transition has been through Tiffany, even though I know it's not today's topic. But I just want to <laughs> say that out loud because it has been a big um, win of the year since working with you. And I help entrepreneurs ready to stand out online, stand out from the crowd with their messaging and their visibility. Everybody needs an E in their life too. So, so good. Yes, you are both doing such extraordinary work and of, and y'all are both in such high integrity, which I really love and try to surround myself with people that I'm going to coach or be around. You know, there's this level of integrity that I think is so important, especially in today's world when it's easy to just create a profile and claim you can do something, right? So, uh, so I'm, I'm honored to know you all and have you all here today. And, and hopefully through what we've done together so far and the lessons we're going to share, help you and even more women continue to stand out and build these really successful um Uh, sustainable, as I like to call them, businesses. So today our conversation obviously is going to be centered a lot around sales and our relationship with sales, right? Because that's what I'm teaching inside Make That Money, Honey. It's a sales blueprint. It's a sales model. It's basically how I built and ran my multi-six-figure PR agency for 10 years 
long before we let, well, you know, Instagram was what it was. TikTok it wasn't even a thing back then. I'm showing my age, but it is what it is, right? So I'm excited to kind of talk a little bit about your journey, but let's back up. Let's go beforehand. Before you were ever in my up-leveler society, up-leveler society membership, before I knew you, let's talk a little bit individually. I'd love for you both to go. And what was your relationship with selling? What was your relationship with sales? Well, I grew up a very a, a straight A student. Everything I was perfect, checking out all the marks. Mm-hmm. And I guess I've got very used to having that assignment to tell me you did a good job. So when I went into business, I guess sales is the thing, right? The thing that tells me you are doing a good job because when you are in school or college or even my master's, it, no one tells you, okay, you didn't do great with the test, but you tried hard. You became a better person. You built habits. Like no one tells you that. So I really had an unhealthy relationship with sales because uh, those were the things that were going to tell me if I was good at my job and I didn't have full control. It's not like a test where I can study and I can control getting an A. With a sale, there's an exchange in relationships and energies. And sometimes you do your best and it's just not the right time. So before meeting you, I was so scared of just having a sales conversation and getting a lot of no's and having that mean something about myself and having that mean that I was not good enough for my dreams and that I was a great person and maybe I could try be something else, but maybe this was not for me. Mm. Yeah. Um, and Relatable. I didn't even know that that was the reason until yeah. you told me to outreach, called outreach. And I was like, oh my gosh, what? Like I, I was, I, I wanted to throw up. Yeah. I, I was physically ill. <laughs> yeah. When we are asked to do things we've never done before um, and we care about the outcome, it's going to affect us, right? We're going to feel that in our body. We're going to feel that in some, some regard. So that makes total sense. That's all very... Uh, valid and relatable and definitely things I think we can all relate to and say we've experienced that as well. What about you, Mary? Um, So for me, before joining the Up Leveler Society, I had a full plate of clients that were filling my calendar, keeping me busy, all of those great things. So I was focused on working the things that I was doing for them, right? Client work. And um, in July, right before we started the beta round of Make That Money Honey, I had a client who had something unexpected come up and they needed to pause my work and they were my biggest client. And Mm. so all of a sudden, I lost that work and that income and I had nothing to fall back on because I wasn't focusing on nurturing relationships, building up a pipeline and having things in place for that to happen and have a safeguard in place to go back to and say like, okay, I have an opening. Who's next? Kind of a thing. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Having a little bank of people who want to work with you and you can't, you know, you're like, okay, I can work with you in three months or six months or whatever. That's where the magic lies. <laughs> we'll get into that later. But that's a really, yeah. really valid point as well. Yeah, and that's going to happen. And that's, that, that is that um, that is something that maybe we don't talk about enough. But when you are a service-based business owner, and especially when you're charging like a premium price for something and you have people on a retainer or a, another word might be like a contract, like a six-month or a 12-month contract – uh, it can get a little scary if all of a sudden someone no longer 
needs you anymore. And sure, you're under a contract and we can argue that you have to hold them to a contract. But at the end of the day, sometimes that can become messier than just cutting your losses and moving on to the next client. And so, um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing and something we definitely need to be talking more about. Like, what have you put in place to protect you so that you don't have to worry um, that if, if a, your biggest client, you know, has to part ways, what's your backup plan? What Who's next, right? So, yeah, it was it was unfortunate timing, but fortunate timing, I think, for you, Mary, because yes. it was like, oh, I actually need to learn this right now. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, amazing. For me, okay. it was great timing because I, I was working a corporate job and I had my business and I actually got laid off two weeks after we finished the program. Oh. And Tiffany, I've been full-time entrepreneur since then it was a full-time unexpected it was not planned I do not recommend it but because (laughs) I had the skills I was able to feel okay I got this so um it was not just like a program that I did kind of a weight loss program that you do lose 10 pounds and then you put it back on yeah um I was able to get go through that very hard season and then fall back into what I already Mm. had in place that's beautiful and I think for, for me too, I just had limiting beliefs started to really surface with that happening, right? Even though it was completely out of my control, something totally unexpected on their end, um, mm-hmm. without having like a system and a process already in place. And I'm a systems person, right? I love systems, <laughs> but just right. not having that even made it worse, you know, like my yeah. imposter syndrome just like kept growing and growing and growing. And so, yeah. um, it couldn't have been better timing for me either to start this program and yeah. go on this journey and utilize the tools and resources that Tiffany gave us to yeah. implement an easy to execute process. And we always say like easy, you know, yes, it's easy because it's play, it's spelled out for you, right? Like we'll get into this in a second, but literally inside the program, I go day one, do this, day two, do this. And then we check in, right? So that you're kind of feeling like there's momentum, you're being held accountable. But as E already mentioned, sometimes what I'm asking you to do might feel really scary, uh, but there's so much power that comes when you realize you're not the only one doing it. So to use your physical fitness analogy again, it's like, okay, you're going to tell me to like throw this kettlebell around in the gym and that might feel scary. But if I see the girl next to me doing it, I'm like, oh, well, if she can do it, I can do it. And it's the same mentality inside this program. We're just learning a skill set. We're just like stretching our wings a little bit, getting a little uncomfortable because it's new to us, but that doesn't mean we're bad at it or always going to be bad at it. We just have to kind of get uncomfortable so that we can develop a new school, a new skill set, right? So, okay, let's jump, let's jump in then, because I think this is a good segue. Let's just go straight into the nitty gritty. What do you feel like once we were in the program and it started and we were like, okay, like I mentioned, day one, do this, day two, do this. How many, do you remember how many leads each of you generated when this, we did this program? Because that's part of the program too, is we're tracking not just sales, but also leads. Do you remember? Yeah, I went from having zero basic, and I looked back at my notes before we got on the call today, but I went from having zero to over 50, and that includes referral partners and things like that that I identified, but I literally started with zero because I wasn't focusing on that, you know, and so that's part of the thing that I think helped me a lot was just realizing how quickly I could come up with that list and go after it. Yes. 
oh, that part, can we say that again? Like, we think we don't have anybody in our pipeline. We think we don't have anybody to sell to. We think nobody's buying or nobody's interested. And in reality, we typically have people all around us. We just haven't invited them. So beautiful. 50 is amazing. E, do you remember what your number was? Uh, my number was 30 ish low 30s yeah. um i had a very high ticket and i think that i was afraid of i'm not gonna be able there's not gonna be enough and that's you know a whole mindset conversation but i was like this is so big it's not gonna be enough and then the number to the right people was like oh okay it's a number you know like there's no meaning or or like deep attachment to it it's just okay this is how much it costs and even it made it made them feel safe like, okay, yeah. this is a price I would expect, and yeah. this is what, how much it costs, right? If you went to get Chanel and then the lady told you, it's just $100, you'd be like, hmm, yeah. I don't know if this is real, you know? Like, even if they told you. That. Yeah. So yeah. Um, um, it's it's not only the number, but see the, the number of people in my pipeline, but seeing that the number was not, a, like, it didn't give them a heart attack, as I thought yeah. it would. Yeah. And we talk about this in the program a little bit, right? We dive into what are, does this, you know, if you're hearing a bunch of no's, are you priced too low? Are you priced too high? And a lot of people are surprised that sometimes they're actually priced too low. So like you said, we have to make sure to go back to that word integrity. We have to make sure we're standing in integrity with what we're charging, but we also have to make sure that we are pricing it at a level where we've cre created buy-in, that th this feels safe to them as well. And sometimes if you're priced too low, you can lose the sale because they're like, well, she that can't possibly do X, Y, Z at that price point, right? Or they must not have a lot of experience if that's what they're charging. And, and we think, oh, we're pricing it low because we're scared of hearing the no's, but it, it, you know, it can kind of come back and bite us and the butt. So that's a good point. I know, E, for you in this program, you did have a higher ticket offering and you had a pretty successful run even in our just little 30 days together. Talk a little bit about that. Oh, yes. Um, so my package was $9,000 and well, additionally, it was uh, uh, 1200 but that's for contractors. So I didn't even track it. So technically it was 10400 but that's contractor money. But I first, I didn't have a lot of referral partners because I didn't have a lot of volume just because mm -hmm. of the price and I was working full time. So I felt comfortable with just a few clients. Mm -hmm. So the first few days were about, uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> reaching out to past people. I didn't have those, but I really was committed. So, and I think that's very important. You need to be taking charge of your own success. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think this was something for someone waiting for you to save them because yeah. it's for, if you're willing to put in the work and you just need direction and that was me. Mm -hmm. So I skipped ahead and I said, okay, let me then start earlier with other days since I don't have this. So mm -hmm. I did a lot of networking and reaching out to collaboration partners. And one of these partners put me in a platform, very small, but very niche. Mm -hmm. And then this, uh, person reached out to me because she 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 heard what I was saying and what I was doing and it was a fractional CMO package for people with a podcast so it was a very specific expertise and that's what she wanted and she reached out to me and the number incredible but then the level of just the quality of this woman she didn't treat me like a commodity or how much for this. She was very respectful. We had to reschedule our initial call, call and she 
emailed me at 5 a.m. from the mm -hmm. airport. She was saying, I'm so sorry, I have to reschedule where some other person would have just not showed up and, you know, or tell, told yeah. me five minutes before. So yeah. the respect, because I was showing up in this high level mm -hmm. of excitement and presenting my offer very clearly. Mm -hmm. And then we had a conversation. I had never had a call like this with a fully cold deed. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I was a little nervous, but then that she was like, okay, awesome, cool. Can you give me a proposal? And um, probably we'll have to talk about it with my operations director, but I love it. And that was that was the last day actually <laughs> that I sent her the proposal. So it was a little wrapping present, being yeah. able to have her say, amazing, I love it. Send yeah. it to me, we'll have a call to continue this conversation and yeah. moving the process forward in just 30 yeah. days. Like didn't know her yeah. to just, I love this, send it to me, I want to work with you. Yeah. And that's the beauty. So yeah, I think when we think about the amount of money that you can make in this program, I, I'm trying to be very clear that it's not just about what you make during this time together, but it's really the skill set that hope you're walking away with that can make you money for the rest of time, right? Like I've been an entrepreneur since 2011. I've been using these skills since 2011. And once you know them, you know them. You can't unknow them once you know them. That's the beauty of it. And you can only get better and you can only get stronger and you can only get more confident. And E, I want to circle back on something you said though, because I think it's important. The way you showed up and, you know, yes, okay, so you were like, okay, well, I don't have that in day three or whatever it was, so I'm going to skip ahead and I'm going to do this. And then the way you showed up when you were making those, you know, introductions, sending those emails, the confidence that you had because you were in this program and you felt supported, talk to me about just what that felt like for you. Because I think, you know, we, we skirted over it, over it, but I think it's an important part of the equation. Doing it felt amazing, but I have to be honest, I grew up in an all-girls girl, school. We would all go to the bathroom together. So I was I was saying, I'm not going to do it. No, this is a boundary. And then I would see Mary and other girls showing up and saying, I did it. It was amazing. And I was like, okay, okay, they did it. Now I have to do it, I guess. I'm not going to be left out. You know, I'm, 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 I went to an all-girls school. We all do things together. So I think, A, having other people say I did it, it made me feel like, okay, if they did it and they were scared, I'm not going to be the baby not doing it. So I think that peer pressure, not from a place of shame, from just from a place of look what's possible for you, people that are in your shoes, was yeah. amazing. So I think without it, I wouldn't have done it. I feel like mm -hmm. if I had just bought it as some courses online that you just do it in your own time, I think I would have dropped it. Mm -hmm. And But the power of sending my first email and receiving my first no 24 hours later, mm -hmm. and I didn't die. <laughs> my uh -huh. hair didn't fall off. I, I was fine. You know, I yeah. still had a roof on, over my head. I was like, oh, oh. this is mm -hmm. nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it, this was nothing. I feel like the first no is the most exciting one for me. And maybe it's a little masochist, but the first <laughs> no, no you're right. yeah. it is such a relief because yeah. afterwards I know that I'm good after, after a no. Yeah. Yeah. We can survive that. And, you know, I've, I've said this for a long time, but if you're not hearing no's, you're not doing it right. And what I mean by that is you're probably either not priced right because everyone's saying yes to you because you're priced so affordably that they're like, oh my God, I'm going to take advantage of this while I can before she catches on. 
or you're not making enough asks and you're literally just sabotaging yourself under the guise of protecting yourself, right? Because you're scared of how you might respond if you hear a no. So the moment you hear that first no and you realize you don't die <laughs> and everything can continue on, it is a, like a flip of a switch, right? Like, oh, okay, next level unlocked. Here we go. That's, that's why I love your brand so much because you are a person that has a full life. And to me, that was a big lesson. My business was such a big priority for me that I was making it mean a lot versus just saying, okay, what's my workout, my husband, my friends, my family. So my business is just a category as much as I love it. It's not the center of the universe. Mm -hmm. I can have a full life, unplug. It is fine. It is a no, but I have dinner tonight. So I, I need yeah. to figure out what I'm going to wear kind of kind of thing. <laughs> you know, it's not a big it's not a big deal versus yeah. it's just your whole life obsessed yeah. with your business. I think that's unhealthy for me. Mm. I think it's unhealthy for most people. And I, I think I mean, that was me many, many moons ago where I let everything in my business impact me and affect me and I took it home with me and it impacted my relationships with not just loved ones and friends, but my mom, who was my best friend, you know, really impacted me and I was ashamed of how it was impacting me. So I think part of that for me was learning that I am not my business. My business is not me. We're separate. We're different. And again, it goes back to a no is just a no. It could even just be a no right now, not right now, right? It's not even a no forever. But whatever it is, it's not a sign on who I am as a person, my value as a person, my worth. It's also not a sign of my value with what I do. I know I'm great at what I do and still not everyone is going to need me or want to work with me and that's okay. I don't have to take that as a personal attack, right? So that's such a good point. Mary, I know one of the emails that you sent out during this program, so during the program, as we've alluded to, I do kind of walk with you for, for 30 full days. You get a day-by-day, play-by-play, do this, do that. And then we've got some coaching at the end as well. But during those 30 days, it's really scripted for you. It's, you it's, you're told what to do. You're given some swipe files, some templates that you can make your own. And then uh, you're, you're just given everything and told what to do, right? And I, I was on a call not long ago. I was on a podcast not long ago with Ellen Yen, and she was telling me, that one of the uh, days of the program where I ask you to reach out to someone you've worked with in the past or someone you have a good relationship with and ask for them to do an introduction for you, that you sent that template to her and she was so impressed with it, which I was like, oh my God, this is so fun. (laughs) (laughs) So talk to me about that process for you like what it what was it like for you to not just ask for sales but also ask people to open doors for you because that's what that is right yeah yeah um that was huge for me and a big game changer for me and i'm still i still feel more confident today doing that than i did before um like i said there were some limiting beliefs coming into play and things like that and i'm never going to forget the day tiffany that you told me i needed to fish in a bigger pond (laughs) and um And so that's the thing, too, is, um, you know, you have to be willing to be uncomfortable and do things that you haven't done before um, and try these new techniques and things if they're not something that you've done before and see the way that they can work for you. And um, so that was a big one for me was I was like, Ellen's this like person that I have up on this pedestal. I totally respect her. I think she's amazing. Um, 
is she really going to have time to respond back to me asking her to like introduce me to someone, you know, that she might know that might need my services. And she was so helpful and willing to, and, um, I was just not expecting that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, her response is exactly the point of the exercise. And this goes back to this concept that we think we're a burden. And I think this is probably a universal feeling for most women. I will say that we don't want to be a burden. We don't want to ask somebody for something. We don't want to ask for help. Right. And on that podcast, she was like, I was so delighted. She was like, it's not that I would never have, you know, made the introduction for her. It just, it never, it wasn't my priority. It wasn't on top of my mind. So when she asked, I was like, absolutely, of course I'll do that. And that's the point is we are kind of sabotaging ourselves sometimes and assuming we're making assumptions and we all know what happens when we make assumptions, but we're making assumptions and, and it's really limiting ourselves. It's limiting our growth. It's limiting the impact we get to make on the world. It's, it's, it's limiting so many things like nobody wins in that scenario. Nobody wins except for our egos because it stays nice and protected, right? Yes, I didn't sign um, a client as quickly as E did, but I have signed clients from referrals that I've been given through doing this process. And so it's just amazing to see it all play out and those things come to fruition. And it's a testament that it works. It's implementable, you know, repeatable, which is what I'm all about. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I love to hear that. I knew it would happen for you. I knew with what you were offering there could be a longer uh, customer journey, so to speak, it's, to use a marketing term, right? Like how long it takes someone to go from I've just heard about you to I'm ready to sign the dotted line really varies depending on your industry, what you're offering, and then, of course, where they are in their journey. And so sometimes when you're thinking about bringing in someone that does what Mary does, they have to be ready for that, right? They might they might have someone who's already doing it that they've got to like kind of usher out before they can welcome you in. There could be a, a so many things going on. So I knew it would happen for you even if we didn't have like that official cha-ching at the end of the 30 days. So I'm, I'm stoked to hear that um, the referral partnerships are the thing. Would you say that's the thing that paid off the biggest for you was the referral partnership doors? Um, there's two things that I would say that is definitely one. And the other one that I would say, which was completely unexpected and um, a wonderful surprise, and that is my friendships and relationships with the other women who are in the program. And now I feel like I can refer E to, you know, anybody that may need her help and others. And it's just been so wonderful to have those connections that I didn't have before. And Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely. Yes. I have to say the community of women in your atmosphere, they are driven, but they are so good people. And I know, you know, Miss America 1965, (laughs) but it is true. Like they're so genuine and caring. And even when I launched my podcast, we had finished this already. They showed up for me. And it's just that level of, I'm going to show up for you, not because I have to comment on your post. So, you know, Kajabi gives me a point and I win. It's because I really care for you and I want to support you and cheer you on. And that is entrepreneurship online can be lonely. So when you find those people that actually care for you as a person, it is invaluable. Yes. Oh my gosh. Say it again from the rooftops with a megaphone because I cannot stress this enough. And if you've never experienced it, 
then and and if you've ever had a mean girl experience i would just say don't let that rock rob you from the experience of being in a really loving warm kind supportive community and find your tribe wherever you got to go to look for them because it does change the game it does get lonely when we're running businesses especially when we run a service-based business where we might not have a brick and mortar right we might just be working from the confines of our home which is great and cool because that shuts you know lowers our expenses but um, it also can put you into this silo where you don't feel connected and your thoughts become the only thing you're here. And we know we've mentioned limiting thoughts quite a bit, even just now on this call. Limiting thoughts are a real thing and limiting thoughts can become this echo chamber. And if we're not careful, we start to listen and really believe them and we start to take action according to what we're telling ourselves. So if we're living in this bubble and we're not seeing other people, you know, doing these scary things and getting wins from them. And we've told ourselves we can't do that. Well, we're just going to believe we can't do that. And, you know, so it's just, it's so, so important. I have so many containers of women through the years that I'm now a part of, and I'm so grateful for that. And it's every time I've, I've never had a regret. I'm like, oh yeah, I know that girl because of a program I was in five years ago. Oh yeah, I know her from something I was in eight years ago. And it's just such a beautiful thing because when you find your people and people that are genuine and doing good work, yeah, we're just here to like create an ecosystem. Why not? It's literally how it's always been done. I, I love that you say that, that it's all, how it's always being done, because as you were talking, it is so true. Social media has made us believe that everyone's going to like your stuff that you put out there. Like you put out there and either they like it or comment, but you don't have a button that says constructive criticism. <laughs> so we, or I don't know, me personally, I had sales as this big, I don't know, this big entity. And for centuries businesses have been businesses if you think about you know realtors that you know usually are more local they just meet someone and you're talking about how you just moved and they're like oh my gosh i would love to help you find a house here's my card mm -hmm. and they move on mm -hmm. it is not a big deal yeah. and you know if you work selling air conditioning repair it is not a big deal oh mm -hmm. you have an ac in your house look I repair ACs and I'm a certified partner. And if yeah. you need help, call me. Mm -hmm. Moving on. It is not a big deal. But we, because of social and mm -hmm. overly so, and I work in social and social media, so no, no hate. But we think that if we just put out content and yep. we don't have to make the ask or mm -hmm. go out because that's too much. And business has, like from the market, you know, years ago in like the Middle East, people were just screaming, come here, get your spices. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't stop by their, by their shop, they move on with their days. It doesn't mean yeah. anything. Yeah. yeah. 1000%. And even like, yeah, like you said, like ancient days, it was a trade and barter system, right? Oh, you've got honey. I've got bread. Cool. Let's, let's swap. And then we can fast forward even into like 1900s, early 1900s. Oh, I sell, I raise cattle. I've got beef. You've got dairy cattle. You've got milk. Okay, I'm going to refer people to you for their milk and you refer people to me for their steak. This has been done since the beginning of time. It's not new for us to be in this kind of an environment where not only are we selling, but also when we're, like you said, when we're in this community and we're referring each other to one another, we're creating this ecosystem. It's just how it's always been done. It's not new. People try to say it's like MLM, whatever, pyramid. I'm like, this is not new. This is literally just how the world goes around. And when I know someone who's good at what they do and you mention that you need them, I'm going to connect you to them. 
there's no there's nothing in it for me right um but but yes yeah, sales and the whole ecosystem of sales and, and what that can create we we've got to dismantle these beliefs that it's icky or gross or you know all of the words that we hear quite a bit like oh sell, sales are icky selling is icky no it doesn't yeah. have to be yeah, doesn't have to I definitely had the mindset that I was afraid of sounding broy and like, you know, gross. And after doing this, I just feel like I can be my authentic self and mm -hmm. talk about how, you know, I can help them in their business and it feels right mm -hmm. and good. And yeah. then it's up to them to make the choice if they want to or move forward or not. Yeah. And if not, it's not a big deal because I have a pipeline of a lot of people who I'm nurturing those relationships with, so. Okay, well, that's a perfect segue too because that's exactly, I think, just going back to the conversation about confidence is when we don't have the pipeline, when we don't know how we're getting our next lead, when we don't know how to ask for the referral, we show up differently when we're trying to make a sale close because we kind of have this like negative energy because we, it matters. We're like, if I don't get this one, you know, because it's the only one that's knocked on my door. It's the only one that came from that Instagram post. If I don't close this one. And what that creates is this like scarcity, fear mindset. And sometimes it's palpable, even, even if you can't tell, like the energy is just, you know, subconsciously somehow the person kind of picks up on it and they're kind of turned off and you don't know why, because you said all the right things, right? So understanding that when you know you've got this pipeline of leads, you're nurturing these relationships, you've got people to turn to, so that when you do have the sales conversation, you're like, I'm gonna present this to the best of my ability, I'm gonna share with you how I think I can help, you're gonna make a decision based on what I share with you, and then we're moving on. It's this total power play. Yeah, and not only that, I have the confidence to say no to people that I know also aren't the right fit, which mm. I didn't have that before. Yeah. That's big too. That's big. That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. If you're listening and you've ever said yes to someone and really regretted it, <laughs> you know. I feel like we all stop for, for two seconds to think about a bad experience in the past. Yeah. yeah. We all had a moment of silence <laughs> for that client we regret. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful. And then, you know, like I said, once you know, you know, like once you learn that scale and you know how to do it, you never unknow it. And now you just get to get better and better and you fine tune it and your, your little radar gets even better at understanding like, oh, that's my person or mm, nope, actually that's not my person. And maybe I've got someone I can refer them to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I have, I have an aunt who she's a teacher and she sees so many kids so now whenever she gives her kids parenting advice she's very unattached and mm -hmm. if the kid falls she's like I've seen thousands of kids fall, fall like this is not a big deal uh -huh. so I think there's that's also the value of the program that you Tiffany are someone who has built so many businesses so you are like this is not this is sales like yeah. we what this is yeah. not a big deal it is amazing but it is not a big deal and if you fall it's fine you're gonna be okay we yeah. are first I am a first-time parent with my with my with my business uh, yeah. so everything to me seems exaggerated right yeah. like oh you, the baby didn't eat so I'm like oh they're gonna be malnourished forever or I had a bad month and and you're like it's it's gonna be okay, gonna be uh, okay. so having that holding hand of, of someone who has done it not once I usually don't trust a lot of people who have done things just once because I'm like, is this luck? 
Like someone right. like me who, you know, I was so successful the first time in the program, I would not just copy it and be like, hey, <laughs> I created this this six-week accelerator because I'm like, okay, it's not repeatable fully like, like yeah. it is for you. So that is also the value of someone who's done it again and again and again. And mm-hmm. it's not going to make you feel better. Like, oh, it's okay. You're perfect. But more from a place of this is more normal than you know. It feels new because you're you're new you're learning these skills but yeah. it is very normal i think normalizing the sale and falling in love with it and the more also oh this was part of confidence when i did all the exercises i fell in love with my offer and just with myself and the value i provided because i had to work a lot on my pitch mm-hmm. and after a while i was like dang it this is amazing like th- wow this is great so yeah. it was like I'm ex- I really am excited to show you. Maybe that's why I got, you know, that blessed with my first call because I genuinely was so excited. This person was so right. I had a thousand ideas for her business already because I knew that I knew what I knew. Yeah. So at the time of the call, yes, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a game changer. And oftentimes I think if I had to pinpoint, well, there's kind of three that come to my mind. Three things that I think are really standing in the way of women in particular going out there and making sales work for them. Number one, obviously we talked about this already. We're too scared of hearing a no. That's an obvious one. So we're just not doing it. But when it comes to actually doing it, I would say number two is you've never been taught how to do it. So you're kind of winging it and it doesn't feel um, confident. And that affects the the buyer, right? They're like, that felt really weird. So I don't want to buy from them. So there's that. And then two is like you said, like you're not confident even in your offer. And so therefore you don't know how to close the deal at the end of the day. You don't know how to say to them. And we talk about this a lot, but you know, on those sales calls, your goal is to, is to take them by the hand and tell them what they don't know. You're the expert, right? So standing strong in your expertise and saying, I heard everything that you're going through. I have done X, Y, Z before with so-and-so, and I'd love to do this with you. We could start next week. How does that sound, right? These are some of the scripts that you get inside the program, but it's really about knowing what to say, how to hold yourself, how to present the offer, and then also knowing how to just do the whole thing in integrity. Yeah, and I'm so excited to do this again because I'm a huge sports person, right? I love the game of basketball, which I know I listened to your last podcast, Tiffany, and you were like, I hate basketball. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Um, but, you, you know, it's just well, like I am any, only five foot tall, so. Yeah, <laughs> just like any sport, the more you practice, the better you get, right? So the more you can exercise that sales muscle and practice those things and repeat them and do them, the more comfortable you're going to be with it and the more natural it's going to be for you. And it's just going to make it so much easier on you too every time you do it. Um, it's, you're not going to sound like it's the first time you've made a pitch because you've done it so many times that now it just flows off of your tongue, you know? So I'm really looking forward to doing it again. Yeah, we're doing it all over again, starting on January 24th. I'm so excited. So we're going back through the process from day one, make that money, honey. We've got a lot of new newbies joining us this round. So I'm very excited. And if you're interested in joining us, the link will be in the show notes down below and you'll get to participate along with Mary and E because they'll both be in the program again. I'm so excited to have y'all, mostly because I think it's going to be really fun for you to see how far you've come and to be able to kind of be cheerleaders like I am for the newbies in the room, right? And be like, oh, I experienced that 
it's fine. <laughs> you know, or that actually still might come through. That could still totally turn into cash in the bank. Don't give up yet. That sort of thing, right? Yeah. And creating that community, fostering like that culture of the people in this container. Like this is a culture we support each other and I'm excited also for future editions, right? After the success, I can't even imagine what this yeah. is going to be by yeah. February. Seeing all these ladies be there for future cohorts is going to be very special, I think. Oh, I think so too. My hopes is that one day we have like a huge make that money, honey reunion in person and do some sort of really fun thing because for me, if you haven't heard me say this before, I'm really on a mission to increase the number of six-figure women-owned businesses that are in the world. The statistics are really sad as far as how many are out there. There's a couple of studies, but most of them say that between 88 and 90% of women-led businesses never hit six figures in revenue. And Obviously, that's a very depressing stat, but also it motivates me because there's no there's no reason for this. There's a lot of talented women in the world doing really incredible things, and it's time to kind of right the ship a little bit, right, and tip that scale back in our direction. And I, I feel really good about what I'm teaching here inside Make That Money, Honey, because as I mentioned, these are this is not just a 30-day cash injection. My goal is to give you these skills for life so that you can go out into the world and no matter what your offer is and no matter how much it changes and evolves as time goes by, because it will, that you know how to sell it. I'm excited. I am super excited. And I know it will make it, it will happen and we're going to toast to an amazing Bellini oh. by the beach. I, I said it already. Well, I, I like this vision. -y. Okay, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I'm sure Mary's like, yes, get me out of the Pacific Northwest for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's happening. I'm putting it on my vision board. I'm having a vision board workshop tonight here at my house with a couple of close girlfriends. So that's going on the vision board. Thank you for that. Yeah big celebratory maybe it'll become like an annual thing I don't know we'll see but um, well what would advice let's end on a note that's like okay what advice would you give to someone who is maybe where you all were you know what eight months ago nine months ago where you were still kind of afraid of sales you were still putting more energy in your marketing efforts maybe than you were really in your sales efforts what advice would you give to them I'll let you each go my advice would be to be willing to get uncomfortable and try new things. And, um, you know, there may be some times where things don't go the way you expected them to, but don't give up on that. Um, you've invested in yourself to be a part of this program. And in order to get the most out of it, you have to stretch yourself. So good. Uh, my advice is to show up every day. And every day you show up is a completion in and of itself. Do not get overwhelmed by day 25. Just say, I completed day one. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I'll show up tomorrow. And maybe that's the first thing you do in your day, whatever it is, but just show up day by day. This is a proven methodology. So there's safety in it. If you are a little anxious like me, you get to relax because there's proven methodology here. So that way you just know that it's, you're in good hands, show up every day, complete each cycle. Each cycle is a win. If you're baking a cake, you don't get overwhelmed because you're going to have to do ingredients in step 15. You just do right. step one, finish, and by the end, everyone's enjoying your cake and you're like, how did I do this? Um, so that's my advice. Show up, yeah. but if you show up every day, it's 
you're gonna see results i really i i don't see how not you know what yeah. i mean yeah i'm with you i don't see how not either and you know my my one caveat is obviously like you got to be good at what you do like you've got to deliver a good product because otherwise this well will dry up eventually there is a lot of this program that is dependent upon you being able to go to happy clients and ask them for referrals or ask them to re-engage and buy more from you so if you're not doing a good job you might hit a dead end eventually but um but yeah it's proven right this is the stuff that works this is the stuff that can can make your your business grow without you needing to spend a thousand hours on instagram and get lost in the deep dark scroll that i think we all are very familiar with and without feeling like you've got to create a whole new everything in order to make your next sale it's like no no, no just put your head down and let's follow the steps and you're going to be able to sell this thing that you already you already have in your arsenal. You already have it in your toolkit, right? Absolutely. That's good it's very good advice. <laughs> Tell everybody where can they find you, and um, and yeah, keep up with you on social, whatever, whatever you've kind of got going on. You can find me at at Eugenia that who, that's E U G E N I A that W O O. And if I could back, go back to the past, I would have asked my mom to name me like Catherine or something simpler. But um, that's it, Eugenia Darwu. And if you want to, if you have questions about the program and you don't want, you know, you, maybe you don't want to fully DM Tiffany because you don't want to pre-commit to anything, feel free to DM me. I would love to share my experience. I, I don't want to hold back because it's, I see something good. I'm going to recommend it. I've never in my life have prom like promoted actively anyone else's program the way I'm doing it with this. And it's because I believe in it so much. But at the end of the day, if you have questions or you want to know my experience, feel free to DM me um, because I want to support you. And if you if this is something you want to focus on, it is the best in the market. And DM me. would love to chat. Thank you. Yes, same offer stands for me. Happy to answer any questions in the DMs or any other way you can contact me online. Um, my website is virtualbusybees.com, but busy is spelled B-I-Z-Y. I'm sure Tiffany will link that in the show notes. And then I'm on Facebook and Instagram also at virtualbusybees. So. I love it. Ladies, I'm just so excited because I know in not much time from now, like by mid-March, we're going to be celebrating all new wins for both of you and for all the other women inside Make That Money, Honey. And that's going to be really fun and exciting and see the growth, see the trajectory. And then for you both, just kind of see, okay, what happens when we do it again and we go back in? I think it's going to be really exciting to see. So thank you. Thank you for the very generous offer to answer DMs. That's the kindest. And um, I appreciate it so much because I do know I I, I am an open book. You can ask me anything, but I do know sometimes that can be intimidating. And so if you want a neutral party, you know, someone that's not selling the program, then you guys can go and talk to Mary and E and they can give you their real time feedback on what it was like for them. So thank you for that. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, ladies, I'll see y'all soon. Okay. Bye.